You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, y'all, and welcome to Politic Hen. Another episode. I done lost count, so I'm not even going to say that. Today, y'all are joining me for the Kings and Queens Circle. This is going to be something that I got going on throughout the season um, to kind of twist it up. I know I've been topic-based, but I kind of want to touch many topics tonight because there's so much going on in Detroit. Um, as y'all can see, we're in a different location, but that don't matter because we're still repping the same thing we've been repping. But first, let me kick off and say who's joining me at the table today. I have some awesome guests, as always, sitting around me. Uh, first, I want to kick it off and say what's up to my cousin Omar sitting here repping his brand. What up, though, cuz? <laughs> what's going on, man? It's always good to have you with me. Yes, thank you for the invitation. I also have my homegirl and my sister in power, struggle <laughs> and everything in between. <laughs> Patrice, what's going on, man? Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Mm-hmm. And of course, y'all going to get to know them at the end of the show like I always do. But last but not least, I got my homeboy, Keon. What's going on, Key? Keon, how you doing, <laughs> I seen you all day, man. Listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> but let's just kick off the show. I want to talk about so much stuff is going on in Detroit right now. Um, and... It's crazy to me, and I think that this is a fun topic just to get started with because those that don't know me, I'm always <coughs> free quantum. But right now, in the news, we got some stuff going on in Detroit with our mayor. And I mean, like, I know I sent some articles out just about him and his divorce, but is it just me or is Duggan's whole little list of, like, things going along with Kwame? And are the people going to hold him accountable like we held Kwame accountable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me I just mean, kick it it's off. all perspective based, right? Mm-hmm. It's all perspective based. And if you think about like, and I'm free Kwame too, free Kwame all day. But you think about the things that like Kwame did and like putting his friends on, and you think about some of the stuff that our mayor's doing. It's a whole different arena and a whole different realm. Different and friends. A, a di- different friends, right? You know. <laughs> You can put your black friends on, or you can put your white friends on. Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole different arena. So you know things are people are gonna view them, um, what they're doing completely different, and it's also like publicized differently as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think more people. Well, one he won't. I mean, he's white. Tommy's black, right? That's, That's black and white start, right? reference, mm-hmm. right? Then two, I think more people bought into Duggan than they did Kwame. Mm-hmm. Um, with his impact and the things that he's doing, the connections that he's building, understanding that Kwame has planted a lot of these seeds that he's flourishing off of, mm-hmm. first and foremost. But he's reaping the fruit of some of Kwame's labor, if you will. Mm. Right? So, um, <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to hold him to that same standard for a lot of different reasons because I think it, Doug, it may be more beneficial from their perspective, mm, you yeah. know, in terms of health wise. Yeah, about what they see. Exactly. What's going on in the city? He done brought the neighborhoods back. It, we got the Q line, yeah, quicking downtown, exactly. education back, people moving in for the first time. We just go. Yeah. I mean, and then even with him, you know, quote unquote, helping out his friend. Like, think about like the from her nonprofit perspective or whatever the things that she's pushing are uh, rooted in health and um um what's the word I'm looking for? Looking looking in um she's trying to help babies. <laughs> she's trying to help families. So as opposed to where like Kwame was trying to put his homeboys on to make money, like I think hers is like a different like philanthropy type thing. So you know people feel a certain type of way when you trying to help philanthropists or these nonprofit people. Buying a block is philanthropy. Agreed. I mean we know that, we know that, <laughs> but you know the people in yeah. power may not view that the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I I um 
I follow the law of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the same uh, justice, if it if it goes to that, to that level, uh, needs to be uh, delegated towards uh, Duggan. It's the same situation. I mean, uh, like 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 Keon said, right now Duggan just has to. Complexion for protection. When you compare stories, it looks the same. It just mm -hmm. it just packaged different. Mm -hmm. you know and this isn't the first time that we've heard things about no. money. Yeah, um, money. I mean, when you look at the blights and the demolitions, yeah. like that was coming out heavy. But we, it's crazy to me that it's just like, why though? That's what I question. It's like, at what point do things become a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Even beyond that, because you know we was out here having all of this this raha about the stuff going on in Flint but as soon as that stuff came out about the city of Detroit public schools mm -hmm. water not being able to these students not being able to drink their water it was like where is that same energy that's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the energy yeah. it just has to like whenever it hits home whenever, mm -hmm. whenever it affects the immediate bottom line that's when it's a problem mm -hmm. that's the only time they're going to speak up mm -hmm. when it's really affecting their bottom line or uh, the agenda that's set for that's the only that's the only time it's, it's, it's it matters. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with the water in the school system, we, we know that the state of Michigan does not care about kids in Detroit. We can go back to 99, we can go back to 2000 when the state took over the schools. And so them having bad water in schools, it just goes with their agenda. They don't care about students, kids, in the city of Detroit. So that's why I didn't get the big hoopla and hurrah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and sad to say, we found this out back in the summer. Um, and some of my schools are in May, approaching June, just now getting... Um, those water fountains in the school. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a segue. We can bring mm -hmm. up this education conversation just because I recently this week was able to go to a gala mm -hmm. and I finally have seen Superintendent VD in action. <laughs> and let me just say, I can, you know, with my hat off, my work hat off, right? I'm just, just Ken, politic Ken over here mm -hmm. on the mic, right? I have had my issues and feelings about, you know, people being brought into the city to fix problems of people in the city. Right. It's something to me that just sits at home. Like, it really sits on my heart because it's like, how can you fix a problem that yeah. you don't necessarily come from, right? Yeah, and sure. that goes into a lot of things. But I heard Superintendent Vidi in action, and I was very impressed. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he outlined was, um, because we were in a room, let's just be real, the gala, the fundraiser, they were trying to raise money for these, you know, I don't want to talk about the specifics, you know, yeah. and all that. But they were raising money for this group to, you know, expand into these schools and whatnot. And his whole alignment was, I need I need all of us in this audience to treat these kids like how we want our kids to be treated. Well, and to make sure ensure that they have the same equitable access as our kids do. And I thought that it was crazy because he kept saying that, and I'm looking around like, well, I guess a lot of y'all kids probably know that DPSCD, right? And so when we're thinking about this idea, they have a lot of plans. And I talked to y'all a little bit, you know, as we were preparing for the show. Um, in releasing these career academies and all this stuff across the city of Detroit. Is that the way to go for our, our youth and our education? Just looking at some of the things that are happening in the Detroit Public Schools Community District, do y'all think that they are now in a space and place since everything is kind of now being mandated by the, by the school district? Mm -hmm. Are they moving in the right direction, from y'all opinion? Because all of us went to yeah. DPS. Mm -hmm. from okay. Or you went to Oak Park, right? No, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mumford all day. Oh, I was yeah. about to say, okay. Mumford, yeah, DPS. So we all DPS. Yeah, yeah, the table. Yeah. So yeah. I'
I, I definitely um, agree. It's a good first step for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a product of a career uh, uh, a career center. Mm-hmm. I graduated from Randolph. You know, um, if it wasn't for Randolph, Randolph doing good things. I wouldn't have my my jump start in architecture or mm-hmm. design. Like I, I, um, I majored in uh, computer aided de- design from ninth grade when I went to Mumford, and then uh, my senior year I went to uh, Votech. And so uh, I'm an advocate for um, just career training and um, and career learning centers. Uh, but again, I'm more result based, so I want to see the performance. But, I mean, it's good because one thing is, like, I've always had a good stance on preparing uh, our youth and our future for their future and not mm-hmm. our past. You know what I'm saying? So if you're providing programs that's preparing jobs for tomorrow and not the the old paradigm jobs of yesterday, uh, that will have more of an impact and more of an incentive for the kids to go to school. Like, mm-hmm. the reason why the enrollment rate is dropping is because they're not interested. You're not talking about things that's relevant right now, today, that's going to help them out tomorrow. I will say, though, in the last, what was this, this new school year coming up, Detroit is finally, enrollment numbers are going up versus down. Yeah, for so sure. Shout out to yeah, Detroit. Shout out to they that. got something mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a good step. Um, I think it's a good step. Like, you know, as a marketer and, and doing the marketing, I want to see more curriculum curriculums um, and programs focused on, you know, those emerging industries of tomorrow and right now. Um, so it, it's, it's good. It's a good first step, and especially um, with the, the donation that Bright Off got. Um, it, it's, a good, it's a good first step. It's a great first step, mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you. I, I like it. I just want to Um Everyone's not meant for college. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not meant for a four-year university. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has their own lane that is for them. Um, and we need to start exploring that people have other talents outside of like white collar jobs mm-hmm. or even just your traditional blue collar jobs of just going into the factory and making certain things. Like we need people to build houses. We need people to design internet systems. We need people to do all this graphic design. Clean the water. All this other stuff. Clean the water, right? Mm-hmm. So like you should be equipping your students with multiple options of things that they could do post um, K-12 education. And even high school is a good start. But let's even bring it back towards, like, let's start preparing them in middle school. I think that's probably the next step as well. Because I have, I work with um, kindergarten through fifth grade students, and a lot of them have different talents at a younger age working with their hands and different things that they are um, interested in. And let's start bringing some of that stuff to younger um, grades. But let's, let's start with high school, and then hopefully it will have a trickle-down effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love when people say everybody is not meant for college, because I, I 100% disagree. The reason why I say that is when when you say college, right, I don't mean academically. I agree. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody's probably not meant to go and, and thrive academically at a four-year institution. Mm-hmm. But the experience of college, to me, right, just my experience, it, you, it's 98% of people will never get that opportunity to be in front of 20,000 people who are typically positive every single day, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody in college want to get a degree. Everybody want to be somebody. Everybody mm-hmm. is like motivated and mm-hmm. optimistic. And coming from the area that we come from, that we're talking about, right? We need that experience. Like, mm-hmm. it's great to be in Detroit and to go to trade school and learn a skill and then stay in Detroit and then work in Detroit and then retire in Detroit. That's cool that you should have 
the sustainability of that happening is not at a great rate to me. Mm -hmm. I think being able to go away and get that experience on that level of teaching you how to socialize and interact with people who don't look like you. Because in order for us to change the system, I mean, let's be clear, who got their power right now and the authority of these systems is people that don't look like us. So, mm -hmm. But if we don't know how to interact, if we don't know how they think, if we don't know what their agendas are and their perspectives are, it's going to be very difficult to kind of shift that climate. And that's the only reason I say it from that mm -hmm. perspective, not necessarily going to get a degree because a degree just means it's not a work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. With that being said, mm -hmm. again, I love this conversation because we, we always talk about we should add more and add more and add more. The, the capacity of a student is only so big. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think we need to enhance and what we do have and place emphasis on the educational structure that we do have because I really think it's still a good structure. I don't think the education system sucks overall. I think we lost sight of things, let me be very clear. But if we give them so many opportunities, this is why kids are so indecisive. This is why kids are doing something one month and they're doing something the next month and then they got a job one year. Then mm -hmm. they go. So I think we need to start getting more niche-based and more focused-based on the things that are working mm -hmm. instead of just giving them so many other things because you juggling four or five different things. I was talking to Kenny about the other day. Like a lot of people are juggling so oh, many. Yeah. Like if you try to be good at everything, you yeah. have to be great at anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just my one thing. And I mean, yeah. I can so I'm like in the middle of the fence, right? Yeah. So I believe that it ain't worth the debt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I ain't trying to say because I ain't gonna say what school I was at, but back in my Vista days, I'm out here not even supposed to be doing that. Let me shut up. But <laughs> I'm out here talking to kids, and you know they talking about FAFSA, FAFSA. Yeah, mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, they're not on track to graduate. Yeah. So if you're not on track to graduate in high school, why are we even That's doing right. faster? Yeah. And then you're going to go to school and you're going to be in debt, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to probably not finish school if but you can't finish high school. how do they pay because like, that's, that's more debt too right? yeah so, I mean yeah but it's like but it's at a cheaper yeah. cost yeah. Right? so like even like okay. in the article with like some of these things um, that they talked about they get like either Brightoff or Randolph um, mm -hmm. the students will be given apprenticeships mm -hmm. and you know like these apprenticeships for these trade that's programs good. they're going to be making probably $15 and up which is a, mm -hmm. a, a higher um, pay rate than most people graduating with a bachelor's degree right now so like you can work and pay back some of the skill that you're obtaining at the same time and then you still have like those Detroit Primer scholarships and stuff mm -hmm. like that that pay for students to go to two year universities or mm -hmm. four year universities for free. Like if they if they finesse that correctly, like they will come out making way more than like your average English bachelor's of arts degree student who is a hundred thousand to sixty thousand dollars in debt and they come out of college and not knowing what they want to do. And another That's thing, cool. too, is because they realize, they're realizing now how much they failed us millennials with this everybody go to college. Yeah. <laughs> we have to feel these skills now. So it's stuff that needs to get done. Like when I'm talking about the water being clean, like I had students interning with PCI. These are people that go into the ground and do mm -hmm. this infrastructure work with water. Mm -hmm. We need people to feel these skills. So now you got some programs that are actually coming out and paying you to come yeah, because yeah. this is a necessity. Yeah. We yeah. can't live without water, y'all. You get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So yeah. it's like at the end of the day, we've gotten so far away from actually being able to put people in seats and feel the needs that we have that we have to get you there somehow. So I'm not even worried about no debt. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about you getting this job done. Yeah, right. absolutely. I, I actually wanted to just touch on, um, like, I agree with Keon about mm -hmm. the college. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to college, you know, like, and I had, like, a whole process internally mm -hmm. of being angry of mm -hmm. why the hell did I go to college? Well, I'm, I'm in a situation because of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I, but, I, but I was like, yo, 
in that same breath of like, I'm in that situation because of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's like um, I spoke at uh, I spoke at Henry Ford Academy last week, and I told those kids like, Hey, college or the academic part of college may not be for you, but it, but when you do even pursue or even um, think about college, think about it with intention. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Okay, I need to go there to find my tribe. Mm-hmm. If I want to do this. I need to meet people in this, in this, in this, so we can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the ultimate thing that you really take away from college is your network, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your, and your, and your tribe. But, um, you you mentioned like, um, starting in middle school, like with these with these uh, curriculums and, and career center uh, programs. Like my son goes to STEAM Academy. Mm-hmm. He's five, and because I'm very like hands on with him, I, I I see what he's into, right? And mm-hmm. so he, he's a maker at heart. He's creative. And as a designer and as a creative uh, father, he naturally has that. So, like, okay, cool, I want to foster that. Mm-hmm. And starting that age mm-hmm. is the best way to do it. Because at a high school level, you know, it's great, and it's great for that exposure. Yeah. But they're already conditioned at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like, if, if you breed that or if you foster that when they're younger, they have a way better, uh, higher probability of excelling in that industry. So it's a good approach. I would definitely love to see it more at a younger age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's and I agree 100%. That's, 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 that's the parenting lens, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, though, yeah, yeah. and this is what, but what we're talking about, though, and this is back to y'all point, of yeah. what is college? What, what is the real thing you take away from college? The experience. Absolutely. When yeah. you start interacting with youth at yeah. that age, mm-hmm. Them same experiences that you're gaining at mm-hmm. 20, mm-hmm. when it's too late, dang near, <laughs> like you're yeah, late in the game and you're doing right. it, you're doing it now starting at five. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm gonna be going to camp. What you doing at some camps? Exactly. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm gonna be going to them networking mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. where I got this. Now I got this STEAM program. We just was at. We were supporting. Uh, mm-hmm. My my job was supporting mm-hmm. a STEAM event on a Saturday. Yeah. All of these youth, middle school and yeah. high schoolers in this field, they got all of this stuff, all of this access, giving away iPads, access to tech, like. You're getting that experience. It's, that experience. it's more about the creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that we kind of, in the education world, because I think now we got to just start thinking about education differently, kind of going around your point, like yeah. the structure not necessarily off. We just got to start thinking about it differently to tap into the youth. Mm-hmm. But if we can, we can create some college experiences in the educational for sure. pipeline. Yeah, for sure. That's what I think, too. Mm-hmm. And then send them off. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. too many young people are being pressed for college and being misguided. And college is a support system. I'm just and I and I'm. We can get off the topic because we're gonna keep going back eventually. Because all of us got our opinion, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, go to college and get that experience. But it's just too many. I see too many students leaving. And it's taking them too long to get the experience that they're supposed to be getting in college because they don't have a support system. You're trying to eat. You're trying to house yourself. Go to class. You really don't get the knowledge. So you got all these barriers you're dealing with that you're not even really able to capitalize off of what it is college is for. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be stressed mm-hmm. as a college student. Why you to be sitting there talking to them Asians up in the state? They living their best life, man, and they're all the way students. They're not worrying about what they're going to eat tonight because they people sent them over here supporting. You know what I'm saying? But then it kind of also thinks about, like, makes you think about there's beauty in the struggle, right? Think about all of our peers that we know that had to clothe, clothe themselves, feed themselves and all that, and how they are excelling career-wise now mm-hmm. because of those struggles. Yeah. It's a, it's a mixed battle. 
we can we can look at both sides of the coin and know that all of it is necessary. <laughs> we just gotta create better pipelines for it so people ain't gotta be leaving a hundred thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> oh no, for sure. And, and yeah. we definitely that's our that is, it's good debt. Right? It's kind of just good debt. That's what they call it in the credit world, right? <laughs> Listen, trust me, that's bad debt too. I mean, it's it's good debt if you if you get a good high paying job. But if you start paying on it right, paying on it right, but like for people who want to save the world, is it really good debt? It, I agree. I don't, I don't want. I'm, I'm a, and the reason why I'm struggling with this because I'm I'm a I'm a purpose driven person. Yeah. So everybody's not meant to call. Say everybody's not called to save the world. Everybody's right. not called to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's not called mm-hmm. to start their business. Like people say, I want to be a business owner, but they don't like interacting with people. Right. Right. You're deemed for failure. Mm-hmm. And the reason I believe there is levels. There, there are levels that you, you need to attain to show your progression in life. Like, so if we say, oh, we don't need to go to college, we need to bring college to high school, it's like, well, are we going to take high school to middle school? Maybe we're going to take middle school to elementary. Now we're putting too much pressure mm-hmm. on these kids from our community who's already adulting. Because mm-hmm. I had to watch my little brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who already got, you have to be mm-hmm. an adult, a big brother, you got to do everything right, you already got a target on your back, and then you have lack of resources, and then you still got to be a scholar. Like, we still want you to go to school. It's already a lot on us as high schoolers or as the youth. It's like, so we just got to be careful, again, with what we're giving them, too. Because if we're giving them too many options, they're already indecisive. So I just, you know, but again, either way, you mm-hmm. always need it. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess we can shift gears just a little bit. <laughs> um, and I only want to touch on this for a second just because I know, like, this mayoral debate or, you know, whole election brought a lot of stuff, or not mayoral, gubernatorial <laughs> uh, election. And, you know, we could talk about who should be getting voted for. We don't got to get into the whole political sides and all that kind of stuff. Gretchen in there, Garland in there, governor, mm-hmm. lieutenant governor. Hi y'all. Okay, so they're they're pushing this insurance bill. <laughs> She's very serious about this, okay? Yeah. I hear it, right? I hear it because I got high ass insurance. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Or I did until I joined the family plan. Now it's back. Still high. Do y'all think, I mean, is this like top three things that she should be focused on as governor? Like, are y'all feeling this? I'm just curious at looking at the big picture of everything that's going on. Do y'all think this is going to fail with our community? I say yes. Yeah. Okay. Because you know how many of our people don't have insurance, car insurance? Or license. Or license. Or, can't, or do not have a license because they do not have car insurance. Or do yeah. not um, have car insurance because they do not have a license. And that just creates a perpetual cycle of disenfranchisement. You know how many um, men, specifically black men, cannot get to quality um, employment because they don't have a license or they don't have car insurance or they can't afford, okay, I couldn't afford the car, but I can't afford the car insurance or I'm constantly getting pulled over and things like that. And mm-hmm. that creates a cycle of probation and a cycle of crime and being criminalized and all these other things. So car insurance is a top three issue. What's y'all think? Y'all, no. y'all the black men? No, no, I mean, no. Uh, hey. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you, Queen. <laughs> Cause she spoke for me. She spoke for me. Um, no, no, no. That's, that's a fact. Um, like even with the whole, uh, even with the whole driver responsibility. Yeah. Like that same energy they put towards that, mm-hmm. because how it was impacting. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like insurance high as hell. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everybody knows that. Like, like getting your tax renewed is one of the toughest things you have to do yeah. per year. You know what I'm saying? For a person of our demographic, like. Yeah. 
That's yeah. absurd. Like yeah. you should have to think about that. That's not. That shouldn't even be a thought process. Mm-hmm. And then we talk talk to people who live, um, you know, in different states and find out what they're paying. You like times for fifty dollars a month, or two hundred dollars for three cars. Mm-hmm. Right. And you and you like, well, that's just for one car, mm-hmm. and that's no fault. If that, you know, like, yeah, that's top three for sure. That's top three for sure. But within our community, that's definitely one of the, the, the battles we're facing. Because right there, that puts us more in debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you have to, uh, when you get penalized for not having it because it's so high. Mm-hmm. So. Why is car insurance a car note? You know? The price of a car note. Privatization does a lot of this stuff. Yeah. You know? That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with I think that. We just put more onus and love and give more support to the big bills than we do the little guy. You know what I'm saying? Because when I first had, and it was crazy because when I had got my little new car, it's not even that kind of thing. Like, it's really a little shooter. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, why am I paying the same amount? I'm low-key paying more for the insurance on this little ranky-danky car that's going to be out anyway if something happens because y'all ain't using no materials. It probably costs y'all cheaper to make this car than it is for what I'm paying on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Um, first of I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just like perspective, so I always speak from a, from a different perspective, and not necessarily one that I'm saying I agree with all the time uh, for conversation and dialogue. So insurance is meant to do what, right? Like I mean, like insurance is a big thing, right? Like it's, it's just like health to me. Like you don't invest in your health but you want to look and feel great you want to live to see 90 it doesn't make any sense like mm-hmm. if you get into an accident and you have insurance mm-hmm. you get a new car mm-hmm. or one the same value of what you're paying your insurance for so is it pricey absolutely mm-hmm. is it worth it hell yeah like <laughs> I, I don't like mm-hmm. no seriously i had a 2000 Brennan charge challenger insurance was very high mm-hmm. i was just like man this is lot but when somebody hit my car and it was total and i can go to the line and say here you go i got my insurance everything was perfectly fine then it made sense as to why and i'm not saying that it should be this high but it's yeah. like are we saying we need to lower insurance just because it's causing other issues but it's like isn't that like just a responsibility of being adults having sure making sure your insurance is intact making sure like yeah it yeah. affects you if you don't pay it but yeah. then that goes back into responsibility of the individual not necessarily saying well because insurance is so high i'm not going to pay it because if we start doing balance checks and balances of everything that we're paying for i'm sure we can make some sacrifices to pay our insurance so that's a fact just a different perspective yeah, no 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 yeah. I'm saying I agree no I, I hear that because like you know with that perspective it's like okay where why is insurance so high right mm-hmm. that, that's, that's that's you know what i'm saying wanted. so it's like it, it's like it's still some accountability on the uh, on, on the citizens you so know do we saying? think it's high because it's Targeted towards us. Yes, I think it's red. You know our like insurance is very important. It, it goes into responsibility. It goes into health of the life. Why Michigan specifically do we have some of the highest um, insurance rates in the country? Even though in the suburbs, compared to other suburbs, maybe mm-hmm. Ohio or Indiana or even Illinois, thinking looking at the Midwest as a whole, the suburbs has very high insurance as well. Mm-hmm. So like. What's, what's the solution? Like, yeah. Yes, we should have um, insurance. We should be responsible enough to pay, but, like, why is it so high mm-hmm. compared to other places? Yeah, we just need answers. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> how is this data being, like, analyzed? Like, you know, like... Right. What is it? Is it offset? What's the fact that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. State way, though. It's not even, like... Because, again, like you said, you can talk to people in other states where they can have the same car as you. They only paying, what, $5,200? Uh-huh. And it's like... 
alright and that's probably for the year or something you know what I'm saying like there's ways for them to do it Mm -hmm. and people in other cities that have higher insurance in the suburbs right right, but it's still nothing on what Detroit is saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. I know we're having some technical difficulties with the the sound on the Facebook but I don't Hopefully they handle it, or we just have to take some money off. But <laughs> beyond that, I do want to get into um, this Ice Cube conversation. Yeah. It blew my mind. Cube, it blew my mind watching it. Um, this is some real stuff, and the reason why I wanted to bring up the the conversation was because. I don't think enough of us know stuff like this that's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't understand that, you know, and, and I'm also talk a little bit about the Black Agenda, you know, tour that I got to attend, because I think all this goes right in line. You got, all right, so just, just a little knowledge base for the audience. Ice Cube, along with some other folks. Alex, were you able to get it fixed? Yeah, we're working on it. Okay, is it going to be good later? You're okay. Okay. So Ice Cube, just for context, um, basically him and some other people with some money, um, and it's a few names, I don't want to get none wrong, y'all can check it out, I could post a link or something under the video, they've come together, million, all these people got millions of dollars, Yeah. they're trying to come together and do some cooperative economic type stuff, because honestly that's really what we need, you know, in our community, and like I said, I'm going to touch on the Black Agenda Tour earlier, blew my mind, I'm like exactly what I've been saying, I'm so happy that there's real people out here talking like this, they came together, pulled their money, they want to buy 21 to 22 stations, networks, yeah. so that they can start to control, you know, whatever they want to control. Black mm-hmm. folks owning some, some networks and some yeah. TV stations mm-hmm. is real. You know, everybody was talking about Bill Cosby and why they got them, but mm-hmm. <laughs> let's bring it back up. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but yep. you got all these millionaires and some of them up there, up there, coming together, pulling their money, trying to buy these stations. They are getting so much black and being basically basically pushed out of this market yeah. by the elitist whites mm-hmm. that are controlling the media yeah. and everything else mm-hmm. and ain't nobody talking about this so i want to talk about it politics can't talk it. about it. Do it what the hell going on and why is this not being publicized and why aren't we angry when are we gonna start putting our foot down and like really start because they clearly xing us out like it's not no oh this is a play play like they xing us out and it's in your face no, these ain't no face. people that's yeah. trying to get along these are people mm-hmm. with their own money mm-hmm. and you basically telling us oh no y'all ain't about to be doing that talk mm-hmm. how y'all feeling about this one hey <laughs> hey Keon, finish this moment uh, <laughs> he, he, he who controls the media controls the what the mind Exactly. So, I mean, that's just the first. The that's, moral, the, that's just the first uh, element that we need to uh, understand. And, and then, why they even trying to do that? Yeah. Like, so Disney owns all that, right? Yeah. And so they're trying to break up that monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so that's 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 two, right? Mm-hmm. And then three, is like. Now it was in your face, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we talk about we don't have enough, we don't own enough. Now we have black ownership and we have like investment groups with capital. Like, what's up? We have we at the table now, mm-hmm. and we still not uh, getting the acknowledgement or uh, you know just a fair shot, you know. So I, I want to salute Cube and I and I think it was like Will Smith, Serena, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dre, 
uh, LL, yeah. Magic. Like we got, we got the caliber. Y'all like, hear we, what we said? These ain't no just yeah, folks. Like that's, like, 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 like that's the, that's the, that's the black, that's the black Calvary. That's the black Calvary. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? When I, when I was thinking about this, I was like, yo, they just see Cube as another nigga with an attitude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, wow, that's they, they still see him as that. And like Cube even said, like you know, this, this is the old boys club. Yeah. You know, we trying to disrupt, but we trying to do some positive things and. They just don't want that. Yeah. Uh, they just don't want that. Um, I, I'm going to pass it off. I got more to say. I got more to say, but go ahead. Yeah, talk about like, it, though. It's all yeah. necessary. Um, I mean, everything you said. Yeah. Like, you know, you have gatekeepers. You have gatekeepers. to think about how um, the media is a gatekeeper. Think about how people all over the world have never met black people in person, and they already have this perceived image of you because of images that the media controls. Mm-hmm. I mean, we play into it as I'm well. I'm about to say, she'll think about how we, we think Africa is. <laughs> okay, right, we definitely play into it as well as like our music videos and yeah. things of, of the sort. But think about how traveling globally, people mm-hmm. have this perception of what a black person is mm-hmm. um, based off of the media that comes straight from our home, mm-hmm. the U.S. Yeah. And our gatekeepers control it. Like they'll let mm-hmm. you like little positive people, your little <laughs> Oprahs and stuff like that. Like, you know, you get a, a couple people. Diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. That's, no, yeah. that's what they call it. Diversity. Um, we just don't promote from, it for real or do it. <laughs> um, uh, from another perspective, I think this is a battle of generational wealth. Okay. They, they are facing something that's so much bigger and deeper than that. No money. Right? Like, yeah, yeah y'all got the money in yeah, $10 billion. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah. We yeah. got 200 billion. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't really compete with us. And then they understand that if they mm-hmm. do get these 21 networks, mm-hmm. what happens 50 years from now? Mm-hmm. Right. How, how do we just implement something today that just changed and revolutionized our history? We're not even talking about their history. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about America. We're talking about black history yeah. will forever be. So, I mean, I think they are battling something called generational wealth and because we don't have it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just from a different perspective, I think, mm-hmm. We got ten billion, but mm-hmm. we might have to get a hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we we gonna have to get another few more millionaires and black billionaires. Like you know what, I'll come and put ten with you, yeah. mm-hmm. and and just get a bigger foundation. Yeah, and and even too, um, I, I'm real big on a st- strategy. Yeah, oh yeah, strategic mm-hmm. planning. It's mm-hmm. like, well, of course they don't want us to own twenty one states. Duh, who, why would you? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I partner with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'll partner with you, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I still have my own agenda, but I'll partner with you because, as the lady said earlier, if you, she said she's, she owns 70 acres of land, and she only have one-sixth of that. Mm-hmm. So she okay with having one-sixth of it mm-hmm. than being arrogant and stubborn and having zero percent. Mm-hmm. So I think instead of us losing out on 21 networks because mm-hmm. they're saying no, it's like, well, well, can we partner with you for at least mm-hmm. half of these? Yeah. And then matriculate another way or go back to the drawing board. Let's say we got some type of power, yeah. you know. I mean, but it, it's sad that we're not talking about it, that yeah. we're not upset, but it, again. Are we talking about Aisha Curry? Uh, see? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Let's talk true. about it. Let's talk because about this, it. I mean, look, but, look, but we should also have the, the lane and the space and the bandwidth of, of black people to be multifaceted mm-hmm. and to be able to talk about the Aisha Currys and still be upset about Ice Cube and still be upset about the NFL and still be upset that JT, Where that's at though? We ain't even talking about the NFL no more. We ain't even talking about the NFL no more. Talk about all of those things. Man, like, man, man long, long, long yeah. live Nip. We ain't even talking about that no more. Yeah. We, we struggle with commitment. Yeah. Like, we, everything that's a wave, everything is trendy, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
but we struggle with commitment. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. it's like it's, it's a huge problem. Like for real, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. The moment it dies down, it's like what's next? What's hot? Mm-hmm. What what's hot? So we can stay in front of. Mm-hmm. Like no, okay. you're so distracted. It's so many. So so um. That's culture as a whole. It, it is. That's, that's and, and, and so, like, in lieu of this topic, it's like, yo, that's, so we need our own platform, right? Mm-hmm. It's cause this, so talking about this has got me thinking about Farrakhan, right? Yeah. Being banned from Facebook and, and IG and all that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so the need for our own platform is... Black planet. <laughs> hey, the fear of a black planet, planet though. That's the problem, yeah. the fear of a black planet, yeah. right? But it's like we need our own platform. You know, so we could talk about the Aisha Curry's and the NFLs and the NFCs and the Farrakhan's and all that. Um, so I'm thinking of a solution. Like, how can we make sure that we pay attention? Perfect like segue. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, right. like, we could talk about it, but like, how do we fix that? And, and it just, uh, you know. That's it. Like I said before. We couldn't even boycott Starbucks. Can we get a realistic solution? I know. But you're right. 100%. Like, stop engaging in some of this media and, like, engage more on the platforms that you have. You know what people did? Protest against on TV? Sorority sisters. Remember when I did that? That was the biggest protest that I ever did. That was the black elite. The black elite has no problem pushing their own specific agenda mm-hmm. when they feel like their black eliteness is going to be exposed mm-hmm. or tested. Good mm-hmm. segue. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this event. Keon joined me. I had yes. thought Cubs was going to come through, I but we um, went to the Black Agenda Tour. I don't know if y'all know, um, but they're having this Black Agenda Tour. It kicked off here in Detroit today. Um, it was at 313, right in the Fashion District yeah. on Livernois. Great event, man. It's still going on, actually, right now. Sick I had to leave, but yeah. we got stuff we, we have to do, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. so much of what we're talking about, I mean, was brought to the forefront. So I kind of came in at the tail end of the first sister was kind of talking about and I brought the agenda just because I want to shout out some of the people that was in the building um you had Michi X uh Derek Martin Jice Johnson David Banner you had a performance poet uh come named AR poet out of the city so shout out to all of y'all for just giving back to the city today and being present um and really dropping some knowledge and jewels for people um David Banner cracked me up he told us ain't no record and I'm like that's my kind of brother because that means you really about to talk you talk yeah (laughs) But overall, I mean, we were talking about some of these same things about just what does our collective power look like? Because that's the real talk. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we have to become more collective. And that's why I really want to talk about what Ice Cube and them is doing, because that's cooperative econo- economics at the top level. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can show us, even though they're getting barriers, can y'all imagine what we could do at the ground level mm-hmm. with the same mindset? Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about how can we start coming together and really bridging these gaps and even talking about what the youth need. Yeah. We always expect our oppressors to provide our needs. It does not work Ooh. like that. And I just think that we have to become more proactive in what we want to see in our communities. Um. And it was a couple things that came out that I'm just going to shout out a few things. Key, you can jump in. And I just want to hear y'all perspective because, I mean, you just asked for a solution. Yeah. They talking solutions yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things, uh, Michi X kind of talked about, mental, the mental condition is going to be the deepest battle we have. Ooh. Like, we got the knowledge base. Mm. We got the resources. Mm-hmm. We low-key got a lot of the access now because it's 2019. Everything mm-hmm. is in the palm of our hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's the mental condition. The it's how we're thinking. It's how we want to come out into this world. And, 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 you know, a couple of them actually talking about this idea of us not being able to get along. We got to start leaving that at the door. We got to leave that narrative. <laughs> oh, it got to leave, leave, leave it, it at the right there. Yeah. Um, another one that kind of got talked about was uh, the miseducation versus the misdiagnosis of the youth. That was from mm-hmm. Derek Martin. He had a whole lot to say around education. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some real stuff. Between our youth being miseducated, but I think the bigger piece he talked about was this misdiagnosis mm-hmm. of what our youth is dealing with. Yeah. yeah. And he said they they getting what he say they getting uh prescribed with all of the ABCs, all these yeah. they they okay. got all the ABCs these days. Yeah. But it's like in reality, some of us just need different kind of learning styles now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to that innovation and thinking about how we're even implementing education. How are we teaching uh youth and, and children? In the 21st century, it has yeah. to change. Yeah. Um, Jice Johnson was kind of around the economic piece. She had a lot. I wrote a she book on her. I mean, she was talking crazy. But um, it was funny because she talked about propaganda. And I think it's so important because it go right around the yeah. conversation of the, the big three and Ice mm-hmm. Cube and them trying to get these things. What media platform do we own? She asked that. Mm-hmm. And she said the exact same thing y'all saying to me. Like, okay, bro. Um, and then understanding also another part that uh, she talked about was understanding that what the system is and how it works and realizing that this system was not created for us. So the mm-hmm. rules don't apply to us. Yeah. So we have to become, not only do we got to educate ourselves, for instance, credit, everybody talk about credit. Now you dang near get irritated looking at Facebook, now looking at everybody's credit scores and people going up and people, mm-hmm. you know, helping people with credit. But... Mm-hmm. It's a good thing on the flip side because we finally in a space that yeah, we talking, talking about, about it. Yeah, it's absolutely. something that we actually becoming mm-hmm. knowledgeable about. So mm-hmm. understanding the system is so important. And Dave, Ben, you know yeah. I always think about him in there, man. Sure, sure. Okay, like, I wish I could. His thing, well, I, man, what <laughs> the problem in the community is that we do not like being black. Yeah, we don't love saying. ourselves. Everything stems from love. Like, Mm -hmm. we got to really start to love on each other, care for each other. That's a big part of this agenda. And I totally agree with that. I think if we're not operating out of love and really fucking with each other, excuse my language to the audience, Mm -hmm. then we're never going to get to that next step. We're never going to get to the the operating and owning and and really being able to be our sole producers and and creators in our own Mm -hmm. communities. I mean, we're going to always be dependent upon somebody else if we're not on that tip. So, y'all, come on, chime in. I mean, we're talking solutions. We're talking about... The black agenda. What would bring y'all to it? They probably in my notes. No, they, no, yeah, you. No, no. First of all, <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I really don't have too much to say. You mm-hmm. did, you, you did uh, regurgitate it all, cause. Mm-hmm. But um, you mentioned like loving each other, and um, you know I'm not gonna get into that to the end. But the reason why I'm so adamant and and, and so uh, excited about this brand is because it's centered around self love mm-hmm. and self awareness. That's the first step. Just know who you are first. Mm-hmm. You gotta know that first. Go ahead, cuz. No, but I'm just saying, listen, until you know yourself, right? Yeah. Everything is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Every distraction looks like an opportunity if you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that narrative, we don't, we don't, uh, we can't get along. Know why we can't? Because we don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, right? 
and then like once you love yourself you're able to love others mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so like I, I, you mentioned you started off with the mindset i think that's the most important thing um you know i'm not even gonna get into the bible but you know how it feels about mindset and renewing that mind right mm -hmm. um that's the first step and then um like because we don't have platforms cool but you know what they did today they did what they well our ancestors did in the 60s they met up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and and they had and they had uh commune they had they, they had a uh, fellowship you know no recording yeah we're going to kick this knowledge and we're going to build yeah and i think the moment we remove ourselves from these devices and get and start gathering more mm -hmm. and ha having meetings and like action plans and committees and and like and, and like real a real rollout strategy to like make some change it's not going to be no change like less more being seen right? we don't we don't own the platforms right so why would you put all your strategy out there why would you put all your next moves out there for them to just cut you right yeah, it so, looks like you're doing something. That's yeah. why a lot of us do it. I mean, and, 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 and like, you know, what, that was like back in the in that day that I mentioned, like the 60s, the church was the safe place because that's where they met. Mm -hmm. That's where they put action plans together. That's where they that's where they uh, put together like agendas and like they just where they met. Right. And it was it was at that time. It was a, a supposed safe zone. Mm -hmm. But I think we just need to fellowship more. You know what I'm saying? Like the social media uh it's allowing people to be social without being social you know yeah. we don't even do that no more but we get back to that essence having these agendas having these meetups having these podcasts we mm -hmm. can talk about it right but right now we just posting and that that's a good thing it's, it's building some awareness and spreading the message but that we need to connect more mm -hmm. because we know what happened when 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 one and more get together you know y'all create ideas and, and y'all just build you know feed up with the energy the exactly we need to do that more though because right as connected we are, as connected we are with these devices, we're not connected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, so, I, you know, you already know because the foundation we come, yeah. we, we come from. And so that was, that was instrumental um, in, 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 my, in my upbringing was just fellowship and community and building, and building tribes and, mm -hmm. and having that. I think that's the first step. Mindset, loving, knowing who you are, loving yourself, and then, like, meeting other people, start fellowshipping and, and really putting stuff together. Not tweeting, not, not hey, we need to, no, do it. Mm -hmm. Like, do it. Real quick, can I get some feedback from y'all? We is in our last seven minutes, and I want to get <laughs> Sorry about that, real quickly what y'all thinking. Um, very rarely do I agree with certain things that David Banner says. But <laughs> um, when he said that we don't like being black, that basically what he said, mm -hmm. I 110% agree. Um, a lot of our working with these, we want to be something else. Um, and just creating, like you said, like platforms to creating spaces where people feel okay to be themselves and see the beauty and the struggle of being black and all the multifacetes of what it is to be black, our different shades, our different hair textures and things like that. Like, we don't enjoy our struggle. But be proud of the struggle that you had, ancestors who survived the mm -hmm. Middle Passage. Being um, proud of, we have, we produce doctors and lawyers and scientists from communities where they don't have clean water and communities where they didn't have the latest books like being proud of that struggle um is something that really we really need to push more that resilience we don't yeah. understand like, everybody don't got that. that well they don't we don't our youth don't understand that everybody don't got that because you think because it's a norm that it's right. just normal yeah. right it's not it's not normal you're not in normal. <laughs> You're not human. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we need more affirming of our youth of you are beautiful, you are smart, you can yeah. do it. Like we need more people in these spaces working directly with them to affirm these things about them and showing them like, hey, I did it, you can too. Mm -hmm. 
I love the film. It says three things, man. Three black, three things. I'll start with that. Like a substance. I mean, the content isn't really there. Yeah. We're doing a bunch of things, mm -hmm. but there's no substance of what we're doing. Everybody has an agenda. Mm -hmm. Everybody, people are meeting us. Mm -hmm. They're happening, whether mm -hmm. we know about it or not. Everybody has something going on. We're just doing things just because we want people to come up. Like a substance, one. Number two, lack of synergy. Mm. It's the difference between unity and synergy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody can meet up if we're on different pages. It don't really matter. No. We are not on one accord as a people, and it shows. Yeah. Even in the midst of tragedy, even in the midst of us being reactive, we're probably the most reactive race in the world. Okay. Systematically, <laughs> oppression, I get all that. Yeah. And lastly, most important, lack of strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm real big on strategy. We were talking about that uh, all right, night, like, man, That's I don't word move the, without the strategy. <laughs> I don't move without strategy. Because yeah, yeah. We can, David Bennett said two things, and I wanted to get up and just like, bro, you, it sound good, but you're off. He said, we gotta love us. We gotta love ourselves. Mm -hmm. You gotta go deeper. Mm -hmm. How do how do we love ourselves? Yeah. We don't we don't know how. No. Yeah. We we we. So, but again, when he said it, everybody no was like, yay. No one has modeled it for us. So there's no strategy. Ourselves. So let's say we gotta love ourselves. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> okay. Then what? Mm -hmm. So we gotta love ourselves. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And then he said the key to success is effing with each other. We gotta mess with our own people. Mm -hmm. How do we do that when we've been conditioned mm -hmm. not to? And if that's the key to success, but when you put that key in the door of helping somebody and investing somebody and like hurt you and it stab you in the back, now <laughs> it's a broken key. Broken keys open no doors. Yep. Yeah. So again, without strategy, mm -hmm. it sound good. Like mm -hmm. you've got to mess with each other because we're black. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I think more so, so like the strategies like that is things that we should start implanting in the youth. So that, that should be like our baseline strategy. These are the things that are how we're going to raise our next generation. But then we also need a strategy of how we're going to fix those things as adults. Mm -hmm. the, the tools that we're lacking to do those things now. The, the issue is we're dealing with the trauma and we're pouring it into them. Yeah. yeah. we got to do a lot so of we, unlearning. We can't change yeah. them first without Changing us. ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I go all the time like, hey, young person, you are beautiful. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Even though no one told me that. <laughs> so just thinking in terms of strategy, uh, and I'm not glad you said that, bro, Um, because, yeah, if you don't have no direction, you're just moving. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're just moving. But, so... And go quick. Oh, oh yeah, so, 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 so I'm thinking in terms of strategy. We can start with, like, the our, our, um, our music, right? You know, like, if that narrative changed, like... That will have some bit of an influence mm -hmm. on how we think, right? Because I know for I came from a generation that was out. I'm I'm straight hip hop. Yeah. That's that's who that's who raised and influenced me. So I think if we have if, if like the message and our music change and, and propaganda. The, yeah, yeah I, I think that's a start. But um, I mean we'll be all day talking about strategies. Yeah. But I I think it's just the messaging, um, um, and, and then our influence and in, in culture, like mm -hmm. from the fashion and from the music and from the TV. Um, that's subliminal programming. We can mm -hmm. we can start with that. Well, it's been a great dialogue. It always seems to go by so fast. Man. Like, I get here and it'll be like, dang, it's over. But mm -hmm. we're at my favorite part of the show where I let people know who I'm sitting with. I allow them to plug themselves because I tell y'all every show, I don't mess with regular people. Okay? <laughs> so go ahead, y'all. In these two minutes we got, I need all of y'all to kind of start by introducing yourself and just let us know if you got anything going on. How can we get in contact you? Because I want my audience to be able to have y'all on their radar as well. Um, well, I am Patrice Wright. Um, I am an education nonprofit professional, which really means I love kids. Um, <laughs> I have I work with students um, in Detroit and Metro Detroit, and I um, work with a nonprofit that teaches um, social and emotional learning through 
team building and different activities. Um, I'm just really in a space every day where I get to love on black girls, black little boys, um, in places where they are the minority and in some places where they are the majority. And so um, just if you want to volunteer, you want to like plug something inspired to you, that's all what I'm about. Um, but yeah, love the kids. That's my message. Like take some time and I'm really pouring to the youth that are around you. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't talk about that much. Sometimes I retweet some <laughs> some news or some positivity. Um, but my Twitter is p underscore is underscore w r i g h t. So you know you might pick up a, a history factor too. Um, a Beyonce quote or two. Nice. Um, an affirmation or two. So just you know follow me. All about the positivity. That's where I get all my history lessons from. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm Omar Dismuk. I am I, I'm the brand architect. Uh, my my role today is to help uh, individuals tell their stories through their branding and help them with their business trajectory and growth. Um, I, I'm a co-founder and CEO of Agency X, which is a, a creative agency for the people by the people. We're providing uh, business and marketing solutions. Uh, we're offering that to big uh, corporations and teaching them how to tap into the demographics that they don't know about. Um, and you can reach me and find me on uh, on the ground. Uh, D-I-S-M-U-K-E-I-I um, um, and I'm also the marketing director of the Wear brand which is a streetwear uh, clothing line that's uh, centered around self-awareness and self-love and that is at the Wear brand or the www.thewearbrand.com the so yeah, type in with me mm-hmm. I love it man, that's phenomenal um, Keon Clinton, I do a couple of things I'm an international speaker, I'm an author as well I'm a award-winning fitness enthusiast that's helped us everything um founder of my nonprofit organization family forget about me i love you we focus on youth advancement i'm also an execution coach and i'm the creator of the lifestyle brand one percent better <laughs> every day that you wake up ask yourself how can i become at least one percent better today so spiritually mentally mentally or financially it doesn't matter and you can follow me at keon clinton speaks on all websites all websites all social media platforms <laughs> instagram twitter facebook all that good stuff so I'm extreme. <laughs> everything, I, I, everything I say I'm going to do, I get it done. I live for serving the people. So mm-hmm. everybody use me. I'm a vessel. So. Shout out to the panelists today joining the Kings yeah. and Queens circle. I can't wait to see how this one goes out in the uh, next episode. <laughs> um, but y'all know, I appreciate the audience for tuning in. You know, you can continue to follow the conversation. Hit us up. Tell us something you'd like, you didn't like. I love feedback. Politic Ken, P O L I T I C K E N. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Share, like, and, you know, let the next person know it's time for us to get on. Thanks, y'all. Peace.